Hello, everybody. This is David Eisner, and I'm here with the David's Favorite Things podcast. And, you know, besides this only being like, I don't know, the fourth or fifth podcast I recorded, it's a very special podcast today because I'm doing something that I've never done before, which is bring some people on. We're going to have uh, a couple of very special guests today. Um, and actually, I guess I'll ask them to say hi right now. Um, well, actually, before I do that, I want to tell you the situation. We're obviously in quarantine right now, uh, or mostly quarantine, because we are in Las Vegas, Nevada, rec recording this. And I'm here with my lovely wife, uh, Julia. Would you like to say hi? Hi there. And basically, we were... Uh, we were gonna vi we were gonna be visited by our, our great friend Abby. Uh, Abby, do you want to say hi? Hello. <laughs> and she was gonna come for three days, and then <laughs> did not have a place to go after that because of this situation. So she is uh, staying with us for the time being, and we're having a ton of fun. And that's why we wanted to record this podcast for you. This podcast is called Corona Light. That is the name of this podcast because we are here to bring you the lighter side of this coronavirus situation. And we're hoping that we don't get any trademark violations, right, guys? Hopefully not. No, they don't have a leg to stand on. I think they're trying to distance themselves from that name anyway, so. We can have it for free. Is Corona trying to change... Their, um, their branding. Their brand name. <laughs> no. They should probably should think about it. <laughs> a, new, a new line of beers. Didn't you say that they were going to go out of business? I'm just looking at the, the pictures on the shelves of all the beers sold out except it's a big stack of Corona oh, left God. behind. <laughs> oh, doesn't God. look like they're doing so well. <laughs> so we have a list of things to get through today or things that we want to talk about. Um, one of them is memes, right? Like... <laughs> Yeah. Just seeing photos of certain things. It is kind of interesting when you go to the store, what's available. Like what what have people left versus not left? That is kind of interesting. There's a lot of jello on the shelves. People don't like jello here, huh? I guess it just doesn't seem like a survival food, but I've it really is. I've noticed it's different between regions because I was talking to my friend in Missouri and it was like a different list of things sold out. Like here we have milk and eggs that are gone, which kind of interests me because they're perishable. Yeah. People don't... I, I, I fear that people don't know how to survive the apocalypse based on the food choices. They are doing the best they can with the government education they've received. Right. <laughs> and ending the political conversation. <laughs> right. This is Corona light, guys. <laughs> so, no. We're going to have a very lighthearted future. <laughs> so, oh, man. Some of these notes I wrote down, uh, I can't read. That's interesting. So, you read your own handwriting? As yeah, that's that's the thing. That's what's funny about that because I did write this down and I can't read my own handwriting. Like so. five minutes ago too, not like yesterday. Yeah, it wasn't yesterday. This you? was yeah. What does that say? Oh, um, we we're that's I, I know what that says now. Um, that says cannabis virus, <laughs> and that's what Abby has right now because 
just we got smoked there. cannabis before cannabis virus cough. Yeah, if, if you hear me coughing, it's the cannabis virus. Right. Don't it's, be alarmed. It's not the coronavirus. No. As we, you know. Who knows? Who knows? But we're all feeling pretty good over here, so mm-hmm. uh, things have been uh, things have been all right for us. So. Yeah, we did smoke weed before this podcast, and if you listen to my Not other me. podcast, oh yeah, Julia's pregnant. I don't um, smoke weed anyway. Yeah, so sorry, me and Abby did, and you know if you've heard my other podcast, I didn't. You know if you're if you're curious about the cannabis plant, <coughs> uh, well there it is. If you're cur- <laughs> if you're cannabis curious, as they say, you can listen to my other episode. I think my first episode ever of David's Favorite Thing was about marijuana. So, yeah, go back and listen to that, and you'll get a nice little education. You're so good at cross-promotion. <laughs> Thank you, Abby. <laughs> yeah, you always got to be making these, you know... Possibly boring podcast, but I think this one's going pretty well so far. But we know we set the bar really, really low here at David's Favorite Things. So (laughs) uh, we're not, you know, I told the ladies before, you know, this is going to be bad. We're expecting this to be really, really bad podcast. um, But, you know, you never know. We could come up with gold here. I expect to be launched into a career that eventually ends in an Oscar (laughs) <laughs> so your expectations are definitely very low. <laughs> that's just rude. <laughs> well, that's me. That's one of my favorite things. So <laughs> we got a list of things to talk about. Uh, one of them being Corona Light and the beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like light beer anymore. That's, I'm going to say that out loud. Okay. So uh, what are the best things that have come from this situation? That's basically what Corona Light is about. Um, you know, our quarantine special. What do, we, what do we having fun with? And what are, what are some of the best things? And I guess we could start with um, viral things. You know, like <laughs> videos and memes. Uh, one day I woke up. And Abby was playing me a video. Yes, it's my new favorite song. I, I don't know what the name of the song is. I think it's Move Bitch, I Got move, Coronavirus. No, Move Bitch, You Got Coronavirus. Oh, oh shit, she got coronavirus. Okay. Yeah. Move Bitch, You've you seen got it. coronavirus. Oh, oh shit, you yeah, got coronavirus. Right. Yeah, it's, it's gone viral. So if you have not already seen it in your coronavirus viewing lineup, go to YouTube. Type in oh shit or something like that. Who's your favorite in that video? I know I have a favorite. I like the... I have a tie. I can't pick. I like the guy in the red outfit for sure and his like hunched down. That's my favorite. Yeah, I like his moves. little fancy footwork. But the guy who like catches my attention is the one with the the tall one in all black. Oh no, that's my favorite. With the really long... Skinny arms legs. And legs. Yeah, the and, skinny arms and legs and all the fancy and footwork. And his fancy That's my footwork. Can we talk about the fashion choices in that in that video as well between those two guys? You know, you've got like the skinny jeans jeans guy, and then you have the sweatpants where I'm getting like full I'm getting the full ass on that guy's sweatpants, I've noticed. Yeah. 
Yeah. Am I just sounding, am I just like completely aging myself with this conversation? Talking about how I can still, like that style uh-huh. hasn't subsided for 30 years. That's still a thing. Yeah. Me showing I mean, the full ass. They were all, I mean, it was very simple because they were in primary colors and black. So it was like, um, it wasn't complex or like have, have a lot of, uh, anyway, whatevs. Uh, it was simple. It was a simple color structure. So it was like really impactful that they were in the two guys in the black and then the primary red and the primary blue. Do you think they thought about this or were they really just thinking like Buster, were they pulling out their best dance moves? And they had the black Like They were coordinated. Yeah, and they even even the Lysol cans they had were coordinated with their outfits. Are, are they gonna die from yeah. Lysol poisoning? Yeah, That's I'm a little the... concerned that <laughs> nine months from now we're gonna find out that these poor guys got cancer. Oh God! With all the, the clouds of Lysol yeah. they sprayed on themselves. Hopefully they washed their hands afterwards. That's the thing. If they and went breathe in too hard. Yeah, they had a real problem. Like if they were gonna go in for an acute. Respiratory thing after that. But they were outside, <laughs> so it wasn't like they were in a contained room spraying all that Lysol. It would dissipate. But re- regardless, we we like the song. The song is very catchy. Ooh shit! You got coronavirus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so if you haven't if you haven't seen that one, get out there. The reality Google is it. that the video that's gone viral is just some guys dancing and making a video to this song that someone else published, which has like one-tenth the views. So, life isn't What's fair. What's the lesson there? The le- oh, the lesson there for Julia is life is not fair. That's, uh, what for, else? For me, I want to say, do the first guy a solid, and after you watch the other guy's video ten times in a row, click on the original and give him some love, too. Okay, that's nice. Be benevolent is the lesson there. My lesson is, you know, um, marketing. You know, put that yeah. put that dance together with the with the song, uh-huh. and now you're famous. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, package, you know, packaging very important. Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, if you hear any cheese noises during this <laughs> podcast, this is the last piece. Of the cheese. last cheese. Oh, this is the last piece. But um, if you've heard any cheese noises <laughs> up to this point, that's because the ladies are snacking on various types of cheese. Um, I told them that's not really appropriate for a podcast, and they were like, "I need my fuel." Things like that <laughs> that women say. So, uh, corona snacks are fun. Corona snacks. Yeah, should we talk about our favorite Corona snacks? All right, we'll come back to memes later. Yes. That wasn't even a that that wasn't even a meme. Yeah, but, that was just the video. Right, but what are our favorite Corona snacks? Um, I know that one of them was tied to a game that we were playing last night, and basically we're in, we're we're incentivizing each other with food, which I hear is a very like psychologically healthy thing to do, right? Yes. Well, you know what? If we do it consciously and with awareness, it may teach us many things that we can take out after this and use for our benefit. Like what? Like that we use food for a reward, and maybe that's not always the best thing to do. And remember, we have an M&M headache right now. (laughs) We have a hangover. That's true. So last night we're playing one our our favorite board game, right? So so mini cut like cut mini David's favorite things. My favorite board game is Splendor. Okay, uncut. Now we're back to <laughs> Corona Light. We're playing Splendor last night, uh, which is a great game. They're probably sold out of it online or whatever because it's such 
No. You can order it. All right. So order it, play it with your family, up to four people. And uh, wait, I don't, I'm, I'm totally caught up here. Abby was like, if you beat me in Splendor tonight, I will give you four peanut butter M&Ms. Because I bought a party pack of M&Ms to, to ration out throughout the sequester period. Right. To and keep morale high. Even though I was... Uh, I guess I agreed to it, even though I was definitely thinking four is this way too much of a slippery slope. Are you going to sneeze? <laughs> oh, you're going to cough. All right. Yeah, it's cannabis. <laughs> cannabis. Should first. we? This is really cannabis, right? Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> should we get a testing kit in here? Every time I smoke cannabis, I cough. Come on. You can see the direct correlation. That's true. I successfully only ate one peanut butter and M&M last night. You were supposed to have zero. <laughs> <laughs> but I had one and stopped. You that, told me yeah. it was going to make a slippery slope, and it didn't. That's a very impressive. Yeah, so Abby and I, we didn't stop at four. That's an impossible few, task. You know, apparently not, though. Well, it's once you impossible. get to four, oh, okay. you, yeah, four, your one is easier than four. Really? Yeah. Now you're going for it already, and you're just going to eat you've, until satisfied. You've started a, an M&M. There's too much momentum. Yeah. A need, minimum, minimum, minimum. <laughs> and then you need to get saturated, I feel like. Yeah. That's the key. We reached M&M saturation point. Yeah. And we're paying the price today, correct? We both both woke up with Eminem hangovers. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, wait, what time is it? Anyway. Um, and usually the way that I wake up is like I wake up several hours before that and then procrastinate in bed. You know, so it's usually not my the, the point where I'm, you know, feeling guilty about how late I've been in bed. That's usually several hours after I've woken up the first time. Today it was just sleep through the procrastination period yeah like by the time i was already feeling guilty was the first time i had woken up <laughs> and this is just david's normal life he gets to do this all the time not just during quarantine well you know <coughs> it's called it's called life design <laughs> clever it's life design wise decision making right thank you abby you know freedom isn't free <laughs> Um, right, I guess people say that. All right, so we were talking about our favorite snacks. One of them was, I think, peanut butter M&Ms, except that's really, for me, I feel like I'm saturated for like 30 days on that. Yeah. I'm not going to be wanting to go back to that anytime soon. I have purchased way more produce than I normally purchase. I'm like proud I've of got you. That's great. <laughs> celery, apples, cucumbers, strawberries, a whole pineapple, bananas, plums. I mean, That's what kind of fruit basket am I making here? I want to point out that there are plenty of... The produce is probably the most abundant thing on the shelves right now here in Vegas. Yeah, and I, in my body, think, well, if stuff gets worse and we really are living on rice and beans, I will long for the days of a stick of celery. Which you have in a jar of water right now? For? Yeah, it makes it crispier. Oh. I've never seen that. If, if your celery is a little, you know, floppy or got a little... You, you revive it. Yeah, you just put it in some water and it soaks it up and then you got crispy, crunchy celery again. Well, see guys, you're learning something now. That's a laugh tip. I took home economics. 
in and then that's school. what that's what they teach you in home economics how to crisp in your they teach you how to make a house a home and crispy celery i mean could you imagine if your husband came home from his long day of work and you served him sl- you floppy know, soft celery. floppy celery he'll say abby this this celery is incredibly floppy he would start sleeping with a secretary it would be awful so you got to keep that celery crisp okay yeah guys so the lesson learned here is crisp celery equals you know a happy faith, home faithfulness in your marriage otherwise you can expect adultery on several levels i'm from a pre-progressive south you know that's how i that's when i learned she knows things the rest of us don't that's yes. what she's <laughs> adding to this podcast at, because she's from orlando florida is that correct yes orlando guys i don't i don't know much about orlando except visiting it um once a week uh, sorry, not once a week. That's not much of a visit. That's a very frequent visitor. Once a year for a week with my dad. Yeah. We were young. We went. We we were the to the, mouse the Disney house. World junkies. Yeah. But I, I was always a fan of um, Universal. The rides are better, in terms of better. like thrill and excitement. In in terms of general interest of parks. I'm 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 more of on the universal side. I think Disney is a bit cheesy for me. You're not bought into all of the different, you know, nostalgia of the movies and stuff. I think that's what brings a lot of people. You're right. Am I the only it. person ever who doesn't like Lion King? Um, probably, probably. not. Pro- probably, probably. <laughs> I've got one probably and one probably not. I think some people don't like Lion King. I don't know. Who. I saw it on Broadway. I loved it. I, I don't like Hakuna, Hakuna Matata. I don't think it's a good song. Really? It's a formulaic song. Okay. I loved that when I was a kid. And anyway, yeah, so and we're moving on. Uh, we are really going through the gamut here. Guys, so if you're going to go to a theme park right now, um, <laughs> we want you to go to Universal instead of Disney. We think it'll be more interesting. Okay, so that's, the, that's another tip closed. to write down. David, don't you know that the apocalypse has shut down all the fun parks? Well, for after that. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So they'll be cheap. Yeah, get your tickets get now. Get your tickets now. Right, and we are not being paid to say this because uh, we're just generally talking about an entire a industry. A very good marketing strategy, though, for like Disneyland is like buy a really cheap ticket right now, use it whenever we're done. You know. Yeah. Whatever. So, so we're gonna write a letter to. You want to write a letter to Disney? Yeah, I think so. They probably don't really, have. They probably haven't thought about that. Nobody came up with this idea. To be perfectly honest, the first thing people are going to do when they are allowed to return to normal is run to Disney World because there are people who are literally addicted to Disney. Yes, we know one of those people. We do. We, have we a know friend. somebody who has. A yearly pass, an annual pass, mm-hmm. and he goes every Sunday and Wednesdays, sometimes. and sometimes Wednesdays. Yeah. So last year he went, you know, over fifty times. And he took us once and showed us how to do the park, you know, hardcore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It. Yeah, I don't know that it was any different. Oh well, actually, it was no, a little was. bit different because he's obsessed with the Buzz Lightyear game. See, I'm. I am angry at Buzz Lightyear because I grew up in Orlando and have all the memories of like Mr. Toad's Wild Ride and now it's like Winnie the Pooh and some bullshit like that. that. 
yes, they're like updating all the rides to include their more recent movies, and it makes me mad. Well, at the L.A. or or Anaheim one, they still have some really old ones. Yeah, they still have old ones, like It's a Small World and stuff like that, but... They still have Mr. Toad. They do? Yeah. Oh, I need to go. So... Oh, buy our tickets now. Right. So <laughs> immediately you're getting after. really, really actionable tips here, guys, to like seriously improve your life. And if you understand, you know, where to go in Disney, perhaps you'll really win it. You'll win it but the next the time other, you go. The other trick we learned while we were there was that if you like are really friendly with certain staff, like... Even, you know, just somebody who's serving you a drink or something or cleaning up the cafe, like, develop a connection with them. All of them are trained to, like, give magic to people who are there. And so if they feel, like, special about you, they can use their give magic to, like, bring you to the front of the line of some place. So we got, like, whisked away to... Uh, whisked away. The front of the line at Space Mountain. Ooh, that's a, that's a high... Yeah, value experience. So just talk random employees up and see what happens. That's the fun thing to do at Disneyland when we get to go back. Did you think that when we started this Corona Light podcast that we would be giving tips about things that people cannot do? <laughs> like, um, that <laughs> it wasn't like that, that, at the forefront of my mind. You know what this feels like to sense. me? This feels like watching like a, a travel eating show. <laughs> You know, where, you know, and I actually hate these shows except for Bourdain's. I, you know, certain types of uh, food shows. Yeah, um, certainly. Thank you, Julia. And the thing. David seems to talk about Anthony Bourdain as if he's still alive. I did not. Well, he's he's a saint. So he's he's present on earth. Right. And, you know, the thing is that. these cooking shows are torturous to me. I don't watch them because, you know, then you have all these judges and they're saying this and that about the food. And I'm like, I don't know whether or not these people have any idea what they're talking about because uh-huh. I can't taste the food. Mm-hmm. And I find it quite torturous, especially when hungry, David, watching these shows. David feels the need to verify things in order to make them true. Right. Like when I'm playing Splendor versus Abby and she's beating me, I have... I, there were a couple of fluke wins that happened there on her part, and uh, uh, you know, I just feel like I wasn't paying close enough attention to what you know whether or not I she was, was paying attention to how I was kicking his ass. So right, that was fine. So we're not a statistically significant number of games played in um, in Splendor for you to be having so much hubris, but uh, she did I, beat me twice. Which is very out impressive. of four times. Now, Abby is a member of the Mensa Society, so it's not like I lost to some dum-dum, but uh, <laughs> I'm still quite upset that I'm only up 3-2 right now. So Yeah. Well, anyway. In head-to-head battle, 2-2. Right. Oh, yeah, you're right. I won three. Uh, that doesn't really count. Yeah, he won, a, he won a game with multiple people, so. I played both of my wives at, at, at once. <laughs> Oh, that's one good thing about the coronavirus. I, I get to have a, a preview of what it's like to be a sister wife, right. which is my life goal. I want to be a third wife. Yeah. I can convert to Mormonism, but I, you know, if I don't have to, I won't. I think we all have to convert to Mormonism for this to happen. I don't think it's really well, allowed even in Mormonism. 
Um, well, not legally. in the like, like underground. <laughs> That's what the whole thing about Big Love is. Right? Is Big Love true? Around. Well, it's based on like many lives who are live underground because they have to hide their true nature of their family which is bullshit in america especially so do i have to buy the house next door for you or something mm-hmm. well i was yep. thinking that Keep this was just gonna be a trial run and then i'd find my real family after oh, oh. <laughs> so you're Julia, leaving us. that I mean, that hurt yeah that really hurt i didn't know that we were just practice i mean this is her things will work out this is a marriage of convenience for you <laughs> You should have revealed that later into the quarantine. This is a marriage of proximity for her. She's like, oh, well, you know, I ended up in this house. Guess I'll marry these people. That's what happened here. Uh, so I couldn't help it that the universe brought us together with such perfect timing. So what's the other, the other option is that I'm your father? Dad. I was... Oh, dad. <laughs> yeah. There's a difference just, between... Yes. I'm... Wait. When you What's said that? father, I felt like really skeezy. No. Yeah. Can you explain the difference between dad and father, please? David has a real dad well, energy to him. Yeah. Because... around this house. Uh, he's my dad because, like, if I put a plate down in the wrong position or my knife is dangling dangerously too far over the edge of the table, he will... Address and correct the situation immediately. <laughs> With real dadisms. Real dad energy. Guys, this knife, okay, was like really on the edge and it was about to slide down and slice her, her foot there open. There was what like did you say? one centimeter of the handle hanging over the edge of the table. But what, what did you say? It's a rounded handle knife. He said, somebody's going to get hurt and it's not going to be me. That's what my dad says. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, when I was a kid and I was like, you know, hanging on my dad and stuff, he would love to tell me that someone's going to get hurt and it's not going to be me. When you were hanging on him, like climbing up his body and stuff? Yeah. Um, well, in actuality, it was much more likely that you would pull your father's back out of joint by climbing on him than you would... Yeah, receive so any so he was really just lying to you for self-preservation purposes i think so that's typically what he does so you can't no you know i don't want to throw him under the bus no no but like but, i mean just generally yeah. older people you know if you stretch wrong you can throw something out of whack right i'm really glad though that abby you're here to be a witness of the data energy that happens mm-hmm. you know it's not just me now <laughs> There's someone else to validate. We're yeah. having a baby. I'm avoiding lawsuits over here, guys. I'm I'm making sure that people go to appointments. You're doing and... taxes. Yeah. God. He's setting up IRAs, you know. There are things happening over here. Yeah, we're doing we're doing the non-boring stuff, but that's not what we're here on this podcast to talk about. Or sorry, we're doing the boring stuff is is what I said. But we are also doing fun things. Um, like for example, the possibility of Abby cutting her own hair. <laughs> oh my gosh, my hair's down to my bootay right now, quite nearly. Yeah. And uh, Julia, who is a professional self hair cutter, had hair cutting scissors, so mm-hmm. I'm really considering chopping off about six to eight inches. And I believe my dad energy directed you to put zero percent of that hair in my pipes. Yes, David, without like 
any other concern like about the haircut immediately went to the future where I shoved all of my hair <laughs> down his sink and tried to just wash it down the drain. But I believe you said that you were going to do the toilet. I said yes, that I would instead flush it down the toilet, which is what a teenager would say to their dad when they're like being dumb. Uh, like, no, dad, I'm going to flush it down the toilet. Right, so this dad energy has been building, and that, I believe that was one of the things. Yeah, I'm definitely a teenager. I mean, I'm not, you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I got a little rebellion. Right, there, there's no question about that, but... Uh, you know, I, I'm I've been programmed to live with somebody who sheds long hair, like, uh, you know, I don't know. I wish I knew dog breeds better at this moment. <laughs> Could talk about different, like a sheltie, like, like, a sheltie, like an Australian <laughs> Shepherd. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Or a Shih Tzu. But mm. hairs that are like ten times longer than that. Or Saint Bernard. It's <laughs> a lot of hair. Yeah. We have two sinks in the bathroom, and you're still getting hair inside of my sink. That's impressive. So you know, I'm I'm watching out for that. But what is what's the plan? You're just gonna go chop, chop, chop? Well, I've been watching YouTube videos, and there's a technique called the unicorn ponytail, where you pull all of your hair from the back to the front and put it in a ponytail at the apex of your forehead. And then you just like chop it. Yeah, hold it straight out and chop it at whatever length you want. Okay, that sounds fine. And then it comes out in layers. I'm excited to see how this works. Yeah. So those are fun things. So so you can so during the quarantine you can you can cut your hair. You can go to Disneyland. You plan, can make plan plans. a trip to Disneyland. Oh, right. To go to Disneyland. On 1407 discount. W Disney. You can is get the Corona Light on the shelves. You can go to your grocery store right now. You can They're get as much that. Corona Light as you want. On discount, probably. Yeah. On discount. Corona Extra? Are we allowing them to get Corona Extra, which is like the normal one? I don't want to deal with Corona Extra. No, only Corona no. Light. And only then, Corona Light. <laughs> guys, just okay. Be careful with a regular Corona Extra. Um, and then also they're going to have plenty of limes because produce lime. is available. Let's talk about some vitamin therapies. Uh, lime is high in vitamin C, famously used by the English Navy to keep scurvy away from their Correct. sailors. Yeah, and um, crisp celery. Well... Also has antioxidants. I'm talking about vitamin David. If we get oh. some vitamin, if we get some limes and some vitamin David. Vitamin David is not my semen. It is <laughs> vitamin D. Just let everybody know. It's what we call vitamin D. So every day during Corona fun times, we go out into the backyard and we lay out in the sun and get some vitamin D because apparently it's good for you. Yeah, I have to say that I'm very grateful where we are during this quarantine because we have sun, we, we live in Vegas, and we have a backyard. Yeah. Now the pool is a little bit cold right now. And where did we both come from prior to this Vegas Yeah, we, we scenario. all came from California. Yeah. So we're... Uh, we got an upgrade. Sorry for all you Californians right now. Yeah. Who are dealing with a uh, bigger lockdown than we are. And I would have been in a Redwood Canyon at the bottom of it in the shadow of a mountain. And it would have been nearly impossible for me to get vitamin D. 
And you were in an apartment. Yeah, with very thin walls and, and a family that screamed at each other below, below us. us. Yeah, so they would have been home for the entire month. <laughs> and oh no my outside God. space. They usually go to school. Yeah. Oh, man. And I no, think we would be going crazy by now. And a tiny out, outside space, yeah. Things are always working out for us. Yeah, yeah. And things are always working out for you, listener. I want you to know that. Even if you are crammed inside a kitchen slash bathroom slash living room situation with no outdoor space right now in the Bronx, this too shall pass. So that's David's PSA of positive announcements, okay? Um, What else? What else are we loving about the the quarantine? Um, Sweatpants all the time. That's nice. Um, uh, that hasn't Jim, really changed that much for me. Though. Jimmy Kimmel's wife has instituted formal Fridays where <laughs> the family has to dress up in like full, not not like uh, ball gowns or stuff, but just you know, nice. just like something you'd go out to a nice restaurant in. Right. Yeah, that's and, nice. Um, Actually, when I saw the episode, his kids were in an Elsa costume and a Spider-Man costume. But I guess that's kid version of Fancy Friday. <laughs> the El- Elsa and want. Spider-Man? I mean, that's they're dressing for their careers, really, at that point. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> what else would be fancy for a kid? I bet kids are doing a lot of dress-up right now. Dress-up has Probably. hit new highs. As of right now. Yeah. I feel... Here's here's my um, plea to the parents of America. Let your children not do whatever um, distance learning they're trying to make them do. And just, like, teach them how to cook something. Or, like, dress up and make a play for you. And you be the audience. And, like... Um, really, come on, 500, how many, how many millions of students are there on telelearning? Uh, you know, just let, you, let it go. Let it go, let it go. Here comes a sing song. <laughs> and that means you really have to do it. This is a great time to teach kids, you know, Other the things. dangers of, of putting knives at the ends of tables okay. and which types of knives slide and which ones you can easily get cut on because they're home and you have knives. You know, almost everybody has a knife in their house. My children are going to have a knife complex. I grew up with a knife complex because I had a dad just like you. My brother and I were deathly afraid of knives. We didn't want to hold them in our hands. That's not going to happen. See, <laughs> but Abby has a, we were also a knife complex. She <laughs> wants the knife to fall on her foot. Like... She wants it to be in the most dangerous spot possible. That's a different type of knife complex. We have to go towards... It's not that I want it there. It's just that I don't notice where it is. I have, I have like, a weird spatial relationship with the world. Right. So when I told you to fix it, it actually activated a different complex, which was <laughs> the, you know, rebellious, how dare you tell me what to do... More like, it's fine. Chill, daddy-o. Oh, that was that one. The overly cautious (laughs) complex. (laughs) Sorry, the overly uncautious complex. I don't know. I think the overly cautious complex is your complex. Right. So everybody, by the way... Our complexes are meeting in a delightful soup of complex soup. Right. And I want everybody to know that no matter what your personality is, there's a complex for it. So you don't have to feel left out of this. If you feel like you don't have a knife complex, 
I guarantee you it's on one side of the spectrum and we can diagnose you with it. <laughs> so don't feel bad about yourself right now just because knife wars haven't been happening at your house. I did recently actually stab myself with an actual knife. I have about a three inch scar on my thigh from stabbing myself accidentally. So you know what's funny about this situation is that what you just said is like my everyday life. It's like I'll guard against something and then I'm Julia like, it will... it already happened. Well, no, right before, well before you showed up, Julia <laughs> will do something and then later validate my entire fear yeah, <laughs> with like, a story about how this has happened to her before. Yeah, and you know what? I live. Deja vu, Probably why my dad instilled the fear of knives in me. <laughs> just because he felt that that needs to happen to this child. <laughs> It's just deja vu. I've lived through a lot of things and death ain't killed me yet. Yeah. Well, you know, um, this just goes to show you that your second wife is exactly the same as your first. <laughs> and law of attraction, you know, if you don't change yourself, you will not attract different people into your life. <laughs> More lessons. More lessons. So what else are we doing? Um, we're being carnivore, mostly, besides the M&Ms. Meats and treats. It's meats and treats happening over here. Um, Julia's eating whatever she wants. She's pregnant. Uh, Abby's still eating whatever. So really, it's just me. and But we are eating a massive amount of meat. We're carnivore heavy, but I also have produce happening and yogurt right. and M&Ms. And I only have meat and treats happening. Mm -hmm. And if you want to learn about the meats and treats diet, then uh, you can go to my uh, most recent Medium article. Uh, cross promotion. There you go. It's a medium.com slash. It's your birthday. Okay, you can't sing a song during a URL announcement. I apologize. Please pay special attention to David's announcement. Thank you. <laughs> medium.com slash at David Eisner. And you can read all of my articles. And I don't know, guys, what do you think my next article should be like if i write a master of coin article right now you know helping people with money and finances like what should that be about saying yes in the era of no well that's interesting i like that that was a quick response yeah well because you've been talking about how uh there's opportunities even when really crazy wild things happen in the economy it's always opening up new opportunities and if you want to bounce on one you just got to find where those new opportunity pockets are. It's the time for pivoting. Pivot. Pivot. <laughs> and that pivot. There will pivot. be. Babe, they know what this. If you don't know what that's in reference to by the first couple. You're too young to listen to this podcast. Yeah, yeah. You, then my semen joke was way too old for you. Now, Julia just couldn't help herself. You could tell in that moment. Had to be Ross. Yeah. <laughs> Ross is my favorite. Oh my god. Are you serious? I, yeah. That's oh, appalling. I had a huge crush on Ross. Except for after he broke up with Rachel and turned into like a little shitty weenie, weenie pants with He was like, a fucking weenie pants before no, that. No. No, not in the same way. I mean I get it, I understand. Yes, he was a little weenie pants, but like cute and fun. But afterwards he just became pathetic. He was. He was he was I very lost pathetic. All my love. He he taught a nation of uh, young men that he could that you could act like a um, neurotic douchebag loser and still get the hot girl Rachel. Yeah. Which is wrong. 
It's just absolutely wrong. And she wasn't just hot. She was also funny and had a lot of other good qualities. It is... It's incorrect. And she was a good, that, she was good, good natured. Yeah, yeah. She, you know, had her character. Com- she had her complexes. Don't worry, Rachel. We know about all your complexes. Yeah, all of those characters lied to each other a lot. Good. That's what makes a good sitcom, right? <laughs> yeah, I think it was mostly a foil for a sitcom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I rarely lie to you guys. Except for about my intentions in marrying you in the first place. Right. <laughs> or being my one. first daughter. <laughs> but we are going to play a game at the end of this podcast. Um, and we're calling it um, Immune Asymptomatic Intubated. <laughs> so instead of um, Fuck, Mary Kill... Uh, that's what we're going to be playing here. <laughs> uh, wait, uh, yeah, as- <laughs> asymptomatic but still highly contagious. Yeah, that's a carrier. And I feel like a we should do carrier. that with some of the Friends characters. That would be interesting. <laughs> yeah. And we can have you do that, Abby, since yeah, give you me like Ross, Ross. Give me Ross. I remember when I, I used to watch Friends with my dad when I was a kid because he, he had us on Thursday nights, you know? And, uh, and he hated Ross. And I liked Ross. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, Ross is such a good guy. And then I grew up and later found out that no girls like that kind of driveling, nice guy. They they want your guy to be nice, I but... I literally just told you... Sorry, I... That I did. You wanted the driveling... Well, I wanted the good parts of Ross. Yeah, exactly. I wanted, I wanted you know, the first half of the series, You would Ross. have friend-zoned him in two seconds. <sighs> Because there's no sexual attraction there because he has no idea how to generate it. There's no way that Rachel would... Anyway, we, that's I'm a different Rachel. podcast. This is a different podcast. Whether or not Rachel <laughs> would have ever gone for Ross. So uh, just open loop. You guys can look forward to that one. Tune in next time for our Complete Friends podcast. Okay. Um. Yeah, so we talked about how we're eating an extensive amount of meat. Uh, I ordered 42 pounds of, of ground beef from a place I had never ordered from before. Direct from the farm, right? Direct from a farm, regenerative agriculture, 100% grass-fed, grass-finished. That sounds great, guys. It sounds great in theory, you know, because you're doing good things for the planet. And, you know, it's going to be healthy for your body. But really, uh, man, the just the corn-fed stuff just just tastes so much better. Let's just be honest, and it's we very disappointing. A, we did a wagyu to grass-fed, grass-finished comparison, and David had a definite preference. Yeah, and this is like Costco wagyu too. It's Maybe not. You just have to develop a taste for it. Yeah, you have to develop a taste for grass. <laughs> like that's what's happening. I got a I got a taste for grass. <laughs> Just oh, I see, guys. That was a pun, and it was intended. Um, another interesting thing that's happened. Uh, oh, I I think also there was before I move on. There was a lesson in that. It's like, don't bulk order food <laughs> that you haven't tried yet. I have forty one more pounds. It's about of, survival, though. Yeah, you're right. It did. It was backpacked very well. So um, I think it's delicious. I mean, it definitely tasted different, but I thought both of them tasted good. Okay, so that's what Abby will get. 
when, <laughs> when the shit hits the fan, uh, that's what Abby will be eating. Um, well, our 2020 awesomeness jar, that was another thing we were talking about. So I don't know if you saw my Instagram post, you probably didn't. Uh, earlier at the beginning of the year, uh, there's something that Julia and I do, which is we have this mason jar on the countertop, and anytime anything great happens, we put something into the jar. We write it down right. on a post-it note and put it in the jar. And then at the end of the year, we open them all up and we get to remember our year. And I feel like this is uh, symbolic. There were only seven things in the jar. <laughs> Which is not bad, but... it's It, like, visually looks empty. <laughs> it's really low. <laughs> I mean, we started out day two with a possible World War Three scenario, so 2020 has really underperformed. <laughs> oh, that's one of my favorite memes. Is, is uh, a meme, and it, it basically says, people... We wanna, we want 2020 to be like the Roaring Twenties, and right. then it says, "Okay, infectious disease spreads around the world." No, not like that. Okay, the U.S. stock market tanks. Ah, uh, and then the last one is like, "Ha ha, bars can't be open anymore." <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. God, we're really going through a hundred-year cycle right now. And I was gonna say that the jar we really make a great meme. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> empty, the empty awesomeness jar for oh, 2020. We've we got to come up with some stuff. I, you know, I put in... I think me being here should go in the I jar. I put that yeah, in there. Gonna, oh, did you do it already? I put it that she came to visit. We're going to have to scratch that out. forever. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to have to scratch that one out. Uh, or, or just like do an edit. Because... <laughs> we can put it in as its own new thing. <laughs> oh, man. Just, you, you, I, you wishing we got the bigger house now, babe? <laughs> I am. <laughs> I, um, I can am, hear everything. <laughs> I'm very happy that you guys um, love me enough to let me stay here and um, are cool enough to be in the flow and not, like, all rigid about your lives. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody can afford to be rigid about their lives. I think if we had to stay inside as much as we've been staying inside, it's nice to have a third person. At least for now. Let's see, let's hope that we are able to put good post-it notes in at the end of this. Yes. I think things have been going good. All right, guys. Whoever was concerned, if you were concerned about Abby's presence here, is this going to last? Things are going good. So I know. even did the dishes. Yeah, she does the dishes. She's pulling her weight. Oh, it's nice. So, anyway, uh, what else have we been doing? Uh, I this morning we went outside to to get some some vitamin D, and the girls saw uh, some struggling bees in our pool. Apparently, our chlorine is not good enough to kill bees on contact. Like it shouldn't be. Okay. I mean, if it could kill a bee on contact, you it would never want to go inside of it. Oh, uh, okay. Well, they were sweet and they rescued them. Yeah. And they gave them honey? Honey, Survive water. It. We we were trying to revive them because they were a little lethargic from being nearly drowned in the pool. Right. I'm not sure if the second one's We should go back and, and see if they're alive. Do you want me to go check right now live? 
during the podcast? Yeah. Live during the podcast. Update, the update. Everybody, live during this podcast of David's Favorite Things, Abby checking to see if the bees are still alive. Stand by, please. Oh, he made it! Wow. Aww, flew away. We rescued two lives today. And wow. how many did we eat? Yeah, that's <laughs> another. That was another thing. Um, we we have realized that when you eat shrimp, you eat a life at a time. Oh. <laughs> One individual life every time you stick that shrimp cocktail in your mouth. Quarantine <laughs> thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, could you imagine just having an entire plate of human lives and one eating them time. one by one like little tiny morsels? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean, that's what's happening, except we're on the shrimp level. Do you think we made up for that a little bit by saving two bees? I think so, because the bees will do their part in saving many more lives than mm-hmm. a shrimp ever would. The irony of this situation is that I ate all the shrimp and you guys saved all the bees. So. Yeah. so the karma is a little imbalanced on your part. Yeah, but this is my faith in the universe, you know? This is how I have faith, is that people will pick up the slack for me. <laughs> <laughs> Any, things that I'm not doing, other people have interest in doing. Yeah. We but, save lives, you eat them. Like, you know, I don't really want to ranch any of my own cows. My own cattle. But someone does. Someone does, and I'm benefiting. Yeah. It's quite nice. That's one of the uh, lessons of Corona, is that it is shining spotlight on all of our interconnectedness. Oh. Corona lessons. Yeah. That was... Yeah, that's a good one. I hope that you guys have been taking notes. Did we tell them to take notes at the beginning of this I podcast? I just knew intuitively that this would be a right. podcast to take notes on. Right, yeah. yeah. If you didn't know intuitively, well... Is this the yes, most yes, educational, informative podcast you've ever created, David? I think so. I mean, I've told people to like listen to audiobooks before... But you haven't taught them how to refresh celery to save a marriage. No, like the number <laughs> of different tips. Usually I only give like one for an entire podcast. Uh-huh. And then the number of tips have gone up dramatically. Mm-hmm. Like just the Disneyland This tips. is what interconnectedness is about. Yeah. When there's three of us here, everything multiplies. Right. So, you know, guys, who knows? Maybe we'll do this again with all the tips. Look, all I ask is that you guys... Don't take our tips and make them into an ebook and sell it for $7 on the internet, okay? That's what I'm saying. Like, Or, you know, if you want to, we learned that lesson about the Corona song. You know, just package it better. Yeah, package, package our it. ideas better and then make a million dollars and um, I will sue you afterwards. Well, I was thinking if they make like a $7 ebook, we'll just go and make, we'll make our $2,000 course. Like with our, with our packaging. Yeah, because we can do the like actual hotel style meetings where we have thousands of people and of course after the corona is over (laughs) on zoom (laughs) yeah i think we should we should start creating our how to survive the coronavirus outbreak so that we can do the sessions in the hotel after it's over Okay, yeah. Uh, people would still pay for it. People I mean, would that's still how... come to the How to Survive Coronavirus yes, yes, event, even yes. after the event is over? Yes. Oh, wow. Those people have no life. Yeah. But we will take Because you know money. what? They're going to want to do it better than the next time. 
I see. I see. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I did consider buying a freezer. Yeah. And putting a lot of meat in it. But now I feel like I have to vet my meat first. If you will. Vet my we'll meat. Have a good <laughs> so we're Vet gonna... my meat sounds like a really weird game show. Oh, Julia's pointing to the thing. He said, Vet my meat to me <laughs> means. <laughs> well, it means a lot of things. It means the things that Abby's laughing about right now. But it also, I thought, could be a good title for a song that we're going to write. We're, you know, while we we're around, we were gonna we were gonna do some creative stuff with music. We're we're forming a band. And I think Vet My Meat is a nice, you know, that's a good direction out to head. Yeah. And um, I'm gonna write that down, and yeah. then we're going to, you know, basically, I think we can vamp off of that, just like the the last song comedy I wrote. songs. Yeah, the la the last co comedy song I wrote, all somebody had to do was it was a three year old, I believe. Gave me the idea for that song. Can you do a little harmonizing? Maybe like just a few lines? Oh, what? Of the song? Yeah. I don't know about the harmony. I've forgotten that, but... So, like, the how does it, how does it for, go? They fly into the air. They, they fly, fly into, into the, the trees. They fly into the air. They fly into the breeze. They fly into the air. They fly into my sneeze. Please get away from me, birds. You're stealing my food. You're eating my worms. Please get away from me, birds. You're pecking my sandwich. You're serving my world. So that would be the first stanza. I don't think we remember the lyrics of the second one. But I did perform that at some point. At the Esalen Institute in... Beautiful downtown Big Sur. Correct. And, you know... Don't what? go there. Do not go there. Disclaimer. Do not go there. Disclaimer. <laughs> another, P another PSA from Abby. Do not Do go not to Esalen right Sur now. Do not go to right now. I mean, Esalen is closed, but what I'm saying is that a lot of people in California are deciding to go out wandering, and they're in Big Sur, and obviously Big Sur's in lockdown, and there's no resources there, and there's no medical services there, so don't be a sociopath and go create a burden in a place you know nothing about, which has a very sensitive ecosystem. All right, I can see that Abby's PTSD is, is coming in right now, so... I was helicoptered out of Big Sur during a landslide. So don't go to Big Sur right now. There will be a time. Just consider your impact on people before you go anywhere like that. It's happening in the Hamptons in New York as well. The Hamptons? Yeah, because all the rich people are like fleeing to the Hamptons, but they're going there on public transport with coronavirus, and then there's one hospital with one bed in it, and the all local right. people are like pissed. All right, so <laughs> speaking of that... <laughs> Stay where you are. Shelter in place. That's what that means. We are now going to play immune, asymptomatic, or intubating. Woo! Yay. <laughs> so let's start with Julia. Julia, I'm going to give you three people, and you're going to tell me who you would, uh, <laughs> who you would make immune, 
who you would make asymptomatic but highly contagious, and who you would make intubated. Um, and you have to explain why and give us good reasons. Okay. So your people are Kim Kardashian, Paris Hilton, and Lindsay Lohan. Oh, God. These people. Um, I was going to say all intubated at first, but no, I have love for Kim Kardashian. Um, I I kind of think that poor Paris Hilton, she would be the intubated one. Actually, no, no. Lindsay Lohan. She doesn't seem healthy. So you have love for Kim Kardashian, so you would make her immune. Yeah, she'd be the immune one. Um, She's going to be or, a lawyer and save people. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, she, I feel like she's probably doing the right things during this. You know, she's staying at home with her kids. She's not going out. She's a lawyer? She's She's studying to take the bar. What? Why? In response to like when she went to the the White House and got Donald Trump to give someone I forget her name, but some woman a pardon and I guess after that point she decided she wanted to become an attorney so that she could focus on stuff like that. Interesting. And so she's she's not going to law school, but she's studying under the guidance of a California attorney. I mean, and her okay. father was a lawyer. Okay, so yeah. so OJ Simpson off. She so. very skilled lawyer. <laughs> okay, so Kim, if you're listening, the fact that you're going to law school has it made you your life. <laughs> exactly and that of your family. So congratulations. Yeah, um, I see Paris Hilton as definitely being the silent infector of a whole bunch of people, like not taking things seriously. You know, not really like she's still partying in the club, right? She's partying in some area that like the message hasn't completely got out to, and she's infecting a ton of people. And poor Lindsay Lohan just, just hanging by a thread. So Lindsay Lohan, like she's peaked, right? So just let's get her in debated. Is that what well, you're no, saying? Well, no, I just think she's very unhealthy. She's already unhealthy, so she's high risk. So yeah, she's the highest risk. But this is really just your choice. Well, I, I'm, I'm also being rational about it. Okay. You, Let's remain rational. <laughs> <laughs> During this game. This is very important. Uh, okay, so Kim Kardashian, she gets immunity. Sorry, Paris and Lindsay. Paris, you're... You're infecting tons of people. And we're going to blame you for the entire crisis later. And, and Lindsay... You are going to put a strain on our medical system. So uh, <laughs> now moving on to Abby. Ooh, who are my people? Your people are uh, Jimmy Kimmel, uh, Jimmy Fallon, and Stephen Colbert. Oh my goodness! Um, one hundred percent, Stephen Colbert is immune. <laughs> <laughs> we know why. Because she wants to have sex with him. That He's hilarious. Is, yeah. He is smart. Yeah. He is like willing to portray Colbert like in the old days Colbert and like bring awareness to that southern conservative stuff like I don't know. It just It touches really, your heart. It touches my heart because <laughs> I am also from the Southlands and think that the humor around it is really a medicine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So who would you... He's also a father of many children. And I think that he's probably doing good hygiene practices and deserves 
immunity. He deserves immunity because he is a good citizen. Yes. And as opposed to Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon, Fallon. Jimmy whose first names are Jimmy, and that the, yeah, the Jimmy dis- that makes it so they cannot be that disqualifies them. I am gonna say they have boys' names. Jimmy Kimmel is gonna be the silent carrier. Why? Um, when I saw, I'm getting my phone's blowing up. Um. Oh my goodness, Abby! Someone's trying to give me a job right now in the middle of the crashing economy. This is a podcast. I will respond later. Okay. God. <laughs> we were right at the end, and you were explaining why you were going to give Jimmy Fallon a death sentence. If the intubation works, he can come out of it. Yeah. <laughs> dead i just think sure. that he is he's like playing things too safe like he's on nbc right i think he's on no is he on yeah. abc yeah i think he's on nbc i don't know which one he's on but in any case i think he is literally holding himself back and people who like that are half dead anyway oh <laughs> all right so and jimmy kimmel looked like he had a very healthy family and if he were a silent carrier they would all just snuggle up in bed and cough a little with each other watching Frozen and they get through <laughs> it and he's not going to go outside and I just think that he would be the best to be the silent carrier. But he also owns a, a Although, new nightclub here in Vegas so he could really spread it to a lot of people. Right, but he's not. He's doing a show from his house. He's, he's you know... Okay. He's contained. All right. Well, He's responsible good answers. I'm liking what's happening so far. Did we write down ones for me? Who are yours? Uh, mine are uh, Kristen Bell, Justin Bieber, and Conan O'Brien. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like doing the Friends characters instead. Yeah. Okay. I think you should do Ross. Uh, Chandler and Joey? Chandler and Joey. Okay. Because, well, geez, I could do t- both sets of this. Conan obviously gets immunity. That's this too easy, you know. It's Conan. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. I don't I have to say more. And then Kristen Bell, she should be intubated because she's just like, I, I, we don't need videos on how to sanitize the boxes coming into our I houses. I, I, it's Anyone just too much. with that level of fear around something should be able to experience it for themselves, if they're. You know, spreading fear. <laughs> and, you know, they would just shut her up for a while. <laughs> That's what I mean. I mean, you got a tube in your neck. <laughs> okay. And then notice that I did that over Justin Bieber. Who, nobody, you know, I want to... Is he the spreader? He's the yeah, spreader. Definitely. No, he's the contagious one. I just don't think he has anybody around him right now. So You know, I think a better outcome for the world would be, though, you know, Kristen Bell being the silent infectious person because she really is taking it seriously she would be silently infectious and infecting no one but her own family well that's so you being in- god that justin bieber's immune that's yeah. me, that's but- you being interested in the rest of the world and i'm just interested in myself i mean the reality is bieber's more likely to be the silent carrier yeah you know yeah okay and ross chandler and, and joey, joey. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely Ross needs to be the silenced one. I, Abby loves Ross for whatever reason, but he definitely needs... I, I See, I think of anybody who's intubated to just be silenced. They like, are. You are not silenced. 
So uh, I'm going <laughs> to give that to Ross. Um, and then I'm going to give Chandler... You see, I, if I'm going to care about the world, world I'm going to give Chandler the... Uh, contagious one because yeah Joey give it to all the ladies yeah Joey give it to everybody <laughs> Joey's got to be immune because he's not you know he does not have the mental faculties to 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 even self quarantine he yeah. doesn't understand it he does not understand what's going on mm -hmm. so uh, sorry Joey but the thing <laughs> is that you know if we're really caring Chandler is you know basically an incel and self quarantining on his own. And then, although, you see, here's another unrealistic thing. Chandler ending up with Monica. How did that happen? Monica grew up really fat. She has, like, a lower standards because she think highly of herself. With two, he was, you know, he was like the cardigan king for a while. They were both sort of Also, nerdy. proximity breeds yeah. something. Yeah. I don't know what the rest of that phrase is, but, you know, when I you see that. someone all the time, you're like, uh. That's what happened to our marriage by proximity. We're back on the Friends podcast again. This is <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. Separate Friends podcast, guys. But I am giving Ross the chair. I'm giving... Uh, no, no, no. Just, just an intubation. Just intubation. A temporary I'm giving Chandler the knife and Joey's getting off scot-free. Okay. So <laughs> that's what's happening with those uh, sets of people. We were going to do... Can we just briefly discuss that... Originally, Mitch McConnell was on this I list. was going to say, we were going to do just some so, political stuff, but that is not in the spirit of but David's I would, favorite I things. I would just like to interject and say that I would be okay if Mitch McConnell got it and that it rose to the level of intubation she, and that the intubation was not successful. <laughs> <laughs> Abby just wanted a public platform to say Mitch how McConnell much she hates sucks. Mitch McConnell right now. So that is the only political thing we'll be doing know, right thank now. thank you. Okay, so you got your interjection of of political uh, opinion on my talk show. I'm a political pundit, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Being invited. What networks are inviting you right now? What networks are yeah, inviting yeah, yeah. me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What networks? Um, I think the David in Russia Today Network. David's favorite <laughs> David podcast. David's favorite things. I am the the, the standard political pundit. So. Congratulations to Abby on her political pundit um, position that is happening right now and the high pay that it receives. And that is. <laughs> exactly, M&M's. And on that note, we're going to wrap up here. Thank you so much for listening to uh, David's Favorite Things. I hope you had fun. Keep and, it light. You know, yeah. That I was going to give Abby some sign-off words, but that is what she has done already. She says, keep it light. Is there anything else you'd like to tell the good people? Um, uh, you came up with something here. I did? Yeah. You took you a said, note on it? Say yes in the era of now. Say yes in the era of no. Except for leaving your house. Don't say yes to that. Don't say yes to that, and don't say yes to a vacation to Big Sur. Right. <laughs> there are certain things... Wait. Okay, there are certain things to say no to, but in say yes in the error of saying no. Or do we put an asterisk? I don't know how to say this the best. You know, just say yes to your success. Yeah. Say yes yeah. to your success. And okay. your possibilities. Say no to the doom future. and gloom of a post-apocalyptic crashed economy that will never rise again. Like, say yes yeah. to success. Say, say no to Kristen Bell's Instagram, but say yes to everybody else's. Yeah. And Even Kim Kardashian. Steven 
Colbert, if your wife needs a sister wife, let me know because I'm looking for a new family. I hate you. Okay, now, <laughs> at, uh, Julia, uh, would you like to give your sign-off words now? Um, congratulations for making advice. it through this entire podcast. You were obviously very bored, um, and I hope you enjoy the rest of your quarantine. We'll maybe be coming out with some more boring things for you to listen to. What pieces of advice uh, do you have for the good people? Uh, pieces of advice? Um, take it a moment at a time. And just when you're getting anxious, just come back to your present day. All right, you heard okay. it here. You heard it here first, guys. You know, run out of your house naked right now. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for watching. My piece of advice to you is, you know, uh, just stay positive out there. Keep it light. Keep it corona light. This too shall pass. And we're all going to get through this together. Thank you so much for listening. And um, once I type in my password to my computer and press stop on this, this podcast will be over. Bye. 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 Bye.